joyously counting down the days to the Tony Hawk remake, Austin reminded me that that isn't the only uh, release this Friday. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be they will both be long out. Yeah, but, but only one of them is going to get remembered. Yeah, Avengers. No, the, <laughs> the one that already got remembered, finally enough, the first time to get remade twice. Yeah, yeah Avengers. So <laughs> we both played that beta. They're remaking Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris, you said you watched some, some stuff of it. Oh, I was just saying I watched a video <laughs> the first 19 minutes of uh, Marvel Avengers PS4 gameplay, and IGN asked you, "Did you enjoy this video?" <laughs> and I just clicked no. <laughs> so, so after every mission in that yeah. game, they ask you uh, to rate it on a—is it one to five stars? Well, I, for, I think that was just for the beta, but yeah, they're like on a scale of one to five. How much did you enjoy that mission? <laughs> so you gave a one to every mission except for the one that you accidentally gave a two and was <laughs> and was upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally used the destiny cursor that they have wrong and hit two instead of one and went no. <laughs> well, now we'll know whose fault it is. Yeah. They would have canceled the game if I had given them all ones. <laughs> they would have gone back and but, uh, changed all the mission design. <laughs> that game is... It is shockingly bland. I'm going to... All right. I've you already mean ran- like all of the cinema involved with it? <laughs> No, no that, the that Marvel movies are with, way more exciting. Yeah, there's some heart in those, even if it's backed by uh, superheroes are know. dumb. People <laughs> that don't die or lose. Oh, I agree. They they <laughs> they make death kind of meaningless and all of it. But when you factor time and space, and but but <laughs> then you can kind of do anything. But it does make you appreciate at least like there are good artists that are who work on those movies that. Mm-hmm. know what they're doing and then there were some good artists at Crystal Dynamics and then they went out to lunch <laughs> and then they made Avengers before they got back and the backup yeah, squad took there over. are good there are good artists everyone who worked on the Hulk game from 2003 Ultimate yeah. Destruction <laughs> that game was dope mm-hmm. which would also not be the first time I think we brought it up on here no I bring it up all the time <laughs> Well, no other game I mean, can you use want to talk a about car as boxing gloves. Good superhero games. There's plenty. The it's true. Ark, the Arkham games, the Spider-Man, Insomniac Spider-Man game, all the old you know Spider-Man what? games. If I had a time machine that was specific, this is the dumbest thing I'm about to say. If I had a time machine specifically for rewriting video game history, <laughs> go on. We're gonna get super specific. I would prevent the Arkham games from ever coming out. Really? Because, Why? Because it's just saddened the end. Of, and there isn't a game that's a third-person combat that's game fair. that will come out for the re- next 20 years that doesn't completely copy that entire combat true. style. That's not I would, true. There's I two combat styles. That. You can also make the are the same argument about Dark Souls and no, adventure yeah. games. I was going to say, there's actually, there's three. There's three styles. If you're going to make a third-person action game of any kind, you got three or styles RPGs, to choose from. Say, yeah. Arkham Combat, Dark Souls Combat, or Platinum Games Combat. Yeah. Or Devil May Cry. Yeah, Clover. No, you're right. Yeah. Those are your three options. <laughs> and of the three, I vastly prefer the Devil May Cry option, personally. 
But really, that's just platinum that makes those. Because <laughs> Assassin's Creed did all of them. Yeah. <laughs> at one point or another, they're just throwing shit you know, at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. The only the only thing I really remember about playing Assassin's Creed is that I got to a point where I learned that you could just counter every move, and then I stopped being an assassin. I would just murder everybody in plain sight, and then fight off eighty guards in a row. Hey, that's and how I play. Away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we co-opt Unity, and once you could get a blunderbuss, I just ran and yep, blasted. Stealth wasn't an option anymore. <laughs> Why would they give you a blunderbuss? For <laughs> idiots like you. Because <laughs> assassins or pirates or whatever. Well, now they're Vikings, which makes a lot of sense. So yeah, the Avengers game. One of the most confusing... Uh, yeah, that's right, listeners. We're still product. on about how Viking assassins are stupid. After yeah, two they're episodes, not assassins. Still on yeah. about it. I couldn't remember if we mentioned that before. Yeah, conceptually. No, we did. I think. We did. did we? Chris just mentioned it. Okay. I just couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, Avengers is like bad in all the ways I thought it would be good and okay in all the ways I thought it would be awful. If that makes yeah. any sense. Anthem is better. I'm saying it oh, right now. man, that's bold. I've ranted before. Whoa. On the podcast about the Anthem beta and about how I bought a copy of it for $5 <laughs> this past holiday season because I'm an idiot. And I played enough of Anthem and enough of Avengers now to tell you that Anthem is a better game. <laughs> I mean, I will hear your argument in that it is more interesting. <laughs> it's just better in every way. Yeah. Every single way. What did you like most about the Avengers beta? <laughs> I liked playing as Iron Man, which because it played like Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Playing as a Hulk sucks ass. Yeah, and they make you do it for the, a they big bulk They make you do it for like three hours. <laughs> playing as Miss Marvel was just playing as the Hulk, but tinier. Stretchier. Yeah. Now, I didn't play this beta. When you die, do you explode into all the pieces you're made of? Um, or is... <laughs> What's that a reference to? Lego. Um, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. It, it, it really is a Lego game. It's more in-depth than a Lego game. I guess. I was going to say but, Lego games are better. But, uh, but Andrew was right, friend of the show, that about how like there's very specific abilities, but they're not character-specific. They're just kind of like... Sure. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, it's it's like these it's are the characters like, who flies. These are the characters like who grapple. Ultimate Alliance is like I remember like I got like a stat point and they're like you can hit square 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 triangle new combo and I was like <laughs> I'm not even that into fighting games or like I like character action games quite a bit but I'm not like super good at them like those people that get like triple S combos and Devil May Cry and sure, post them yeah. on YouTube but I was insulted. <laughs> But you could you could you could upgrade Hulk's bones. Yeah, I got bones. new bones. Yeah, that's his loot. <laughs> My favorite part was the one when I was fighting the boss as the Hulk, and I kept dying. And then I realized that anything that glows green, you have to smash, and that's how you get health. Yeah. And then there was the one time where I was bunny hopping around the boss fight as the Hulk, trying to avoid getting punched. And I was like, yeah, you know, like in the Hulk movie when the Hulk is running around looking for health pickups. Think about how much it's going to change. And not just ripping everything he sees in half. When you play a she just smashing a car in half and putting it on his fists <laughs> and then jumping across a building. I mean, I thought playing as Slack Widow seemed all right. It was the closest to Tomb Raider. Or like, <laughs> Yeah. Or the, but, all right, so well, before we get into the episode, you have to describe the multiplayer in this game, because that I thought okay. I thought that was the so by far the craziest. I don't understand. Fucking... So, the game has story missions, 
And then it has iconic missions, which are character focused, but they're not part of the story. Yeah. And then it has harm rooms, which are holographic something, something, something. You know Marvel and their acronyms. They do love acronyms. Yeah. yeah. And those are just, <laughs> looks like they just took the room that they test everything in that's untextured and then they just pop you in there and spawn a bunch of enemies and you kill them until the timer runs out yeah and then they have what i thought going in was their version of strikes from destiny that's what i thought too which the strikes from destiny are some of them are new some of them are snipped out of the campaign but they're lengthy and they're interesting Mm -hmm. and there's a through line to them especially visually so me and randy are at the hollow deck what's it called the the hollow table or whatever (laughs) don't you dare insult this awful game of star trek star trek terminology (laughs) i would rather watch an entire episode of star trek than play avengers again (laughs) that's an easy one I've i've never seen star trek so we go up to the holograph table and they're like, okay, so you have three options, right? And one of them is like Portland. Yeah. One of them is Utah. It's, and one yeah. of them is New York City. Is it Utah? I think it's like New Mexico or something. something. Oh, yeah. It's it's like kind of Pacific famous, Northwest kind of famous city, the most Southwest. famous city, and then middle of nowhere are like the three options, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the icon for the level. And the icon for New York City is a picture of Times Square, of course, because it's yeah. New York City. So me and Randy go, well, obviously... That will probably the most look the visually most, yeah. interesting is going to be New York City because you can fake a forest in Utah. I'm not going to call you out on it, but you can't fake <laughs> Times Square. I've been there and I've seen it in movies and shit. Yeah. So we go and we spawn in this underground bunker, right? And then I fight through one room of enemies and then there's a there's a thing where we all have to stand in the same circle and it literally says Avengers Assemble on screen. We have to stand in the same circle, opens a door, and it says, destroy the generators. And then there's four generators, and we have to punch them while fighting off enemies. And then the game just cuts and goes, congrats, and fades to black. No fanfare, nothing. (laughs) It was probably less, yeah. By the way, the whole time, (laughs) we're in this samey-looking underground thing where we're supposed to be in New York City, and nobody is talking to anybody. No character banter. There's no voice lines for the Hulk's like, don't worry, Black Widow, I got you, or some shit like that. It's just like <laughs> boring ass, no music, no nothing. It's just punch. It's just psh, 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 psh. just punching and laser sounds. So then we go, okay, so that was New York City. I was like, by the way, we should mention this was under five minutes. Oh yeah, it's like it two was minutes like, long. Yeah. <laughs> so it took longer to load because we were playing on PS4. It took longer to load in and out of it than it did to beat it. So we go, okay, well that was New York City. I guess they got underground bunkers in the city. What about the forest? They don't have underground bunkers in the forest, right? <laughs> so at least like. fighting among the trees will be more interesting than fighting them in a in a bunker. Yeah. So we spawn into the exact same room that we spawned in in New York City. Yeah, they, they barely move those assets around. It's like mirror flipped, maybe, but it's the same room. <laughs> same so then enemies. We fight yeah. the same enemies. We go up to the same door. It says Avengers Assemble again. We stand in the circle, and then it's like. Break the security robots instead of generators, but it's the same room, but like with security bots instead of generators. So then again, no talking, no music, just a bunch of punching and and laser sounds. We beat all the enemies. It goes, congrats, fades to black, zero fanfare, and spits us back out to the menu. So naturally, we had to try the third level just to... So naturally, we go, okay, well, so there has to be a mission somewhere in here that isn't this. Yeah. So we're going to give it one more shot. That was Utah. So then we go to Portland yeah, or whatever, whatever. It's on the West Coast somewhere. We load into the level, drops us in a bunker, same room, 
Beat up a bunch of enemies, go up to the door, robots. wait a couple seconds, kill some robots, fades to black, ends, and then that was the mission I accidentally gave a 2-2, and then we shut the game off. <laughs> it was so lifeless. Yeah. Lifeless. And I thought that it's funny because a lot of the jokes that come from talking about Avengers are people making fun of the combat because the combat looks boring. The combat is the best part. <laughs> I mean, when everything else game, yeah, is what it is. Which I thought I was going to be like, it might be a good loot game like Destiny just with shitty combat, but it's got the Avengers in it, and it was it was the opposite. It was a shitty Avengers game with, like, okay combat. Yeah. Man, does it not? And it's funny because they, they give you a lot of content in that beta to play around with just to really sell you. You know how you know it's bad? <laughs> when I played, I remember when Destiny came out and they gave it the beta and it was like Earth. And yeah. then you realized that was Earth and yeah. that the game was very short. When I played that beta, I was like, man, I want to play the moon. I can't wait. It's going to yeah. be great, great. And I was mad because at the end of the day in actual vanilla Destiny, there wasn't enough content. So then in Avengers, they're like, well, we'll give you plenty of content. And I couldn't get through all of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we didn't. I got bored yeah. before the beta ended. <laughs> <laughs> interesting the only thing i will say is that so there's a, there's a part in the beginning where they they give you a little snippet of each character to play as and the two characters i had the most fun playing were captain america and thor captain america who dies oh yeah like, captain america yeah. dies uh i'm sure he's in the game back no <laughs> yeah they're gonna he's dead take all the time to build that for nothing uh-huh yeah and then in the beta they're like thor went back to his planet captain america's dead so you can't play as them in the beta and i was like can i play as them in the real game or do i have to like level hulk up to 20 and then like switch to captain <laughs> i mean america? it's funny when you play online you can only have one person per character so they give you four in the beta to use but the problem is you have to play as the hulk for like two hours so, so nobody wants to play hulk we couldn't even populate a <laughs> oh yeah we were playing with three people in an a because people kept leaving when they got the Hulk. <laughs> Which is like the easiest character to make fun in a video game. I know, like, yeah. Hulk Ultimate Destruction isn't a phenomenal video game. They just did what you're supposed to do, which is he's Smash. basically invincible Smash. and he smashes shit. Yeah, yeah. that's what Hulk do. Yeah. And instead, they're like, what if he fought guys that could block him and have shields? You're like, what? It's like when you play a Star Wars game and they're like, this special robot has a, light, a lightsaber, God. so you can't kill him right away. And you're like, I'm a damn Jedi. I can throw him off a cliff. Some of the. They're like, nah, he blocked your force <laughs> some throw. Of the and most, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, some of the most popular mods he in the. Block uh, telekinesis. For the Dark Forces games on PC is just like one hit kill lightsaber mods because. Yeah, it's because a that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, there's been a lot of talk over this past generation about the death of the B game or double A game, whatever you want to call it. Well, Stuff now there's like quadru- the Dark Forces. Game. Now there's quadruple A and triple A and triple I. And they both suck. And then double I. You're talking about batteries now, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, there's nine volt games and watch games. I did, fuck re- shit. I did recently find out that the quadruple A batteries are real because Surface Pens use them, apparently. Really? What yeah. if somebody busted down his door? I have, right I have a Surface Pen. You want to rip it apart? And find out? And find out? Sure. No, nah, that thing's worth more than the laptop, I think. <laughs> but this was uh, back before the budget and scale of nearly Every project underneath the uh, larger publishers out there ballooned to an almost unsustainable degree. This is this reminds me, I just recently saw a tweet, not to cut you off in the middle of your intro, 
but <laughs> well, do your intro. No, Sorry, it's, excuse no, it's me. Fine. <laughs> do your intro. It's finished. Well, now, I, now I want to play a game. <laughs> okay. A time when EA, Activision, and Ubisoft weren't just the only third-party distributors out there for your full-price release, practically. Even legacy companies like Capcom shifted development to be more internal, while Konami just decided to not make games anymore. But I'm talking, of course, about those teams that didn't survive into the aggressive competition and service models that we all know today. Speaking of that Avengers game. An era of silly logos, bad licensed games, and ports of arcade hits. Some way better than others. I certainly don't want to romanticize all of it. There was plenty of shitty cash grabs and shovelware, trust me. Although every once in a while, these groups would put out something actually pretty fucking rad or even like totally innovative. Plus, it was a great way for smaller devs to find the means to make it onto our favorite home consoles. Well, um, at least it was. As I've already hinted at, most of these guys aren't around anymore, almost entirely due to the combination of the market only heading one way and them fucking up colossally, often in hilarious ways. Now the question just is, who do we talk about first? Midway? THQ? 3DO? No, let's get into those even more forgotten than them now. Acclaim. Infograms? Oh. <laughs> the fine folks behind Turok Burnout and BMX Triple X. This is Hot Button. I'm Randall Beatrice here with Austin Blakesley. Hey. And Chris Anantuano. Boy. <laughs> what do y'all say we take a trip down the memory lane that probably wasn't really good enough to occupy the space in our sad minds to begin with? <laughs> I want to, I was a quick question. Yes. I want you to list the last three acclaimed games that you played. That I played? Yeah. So I think I know what they all are. Oh, you mean that came out chronologically or that I've played recently? That you've played recently. Well, I've, <laughs> we'll get into one of those <laughs> later. But it's the one that shall not be named, mm -hmm. and then probably Burnout 2. Why don't we name it, though, no. <laughs> just in case? Because I, I was playing all we the Burnout games. Name, you should just <laughs> say it, though. I was playing all the Burnout games recently, and what's the third? Unless you know something I don't. I thought it was just Burnout 1 and 2, and then... Oh, then yeah, you might be right. And then uh, a BMX game. I don't remember which one, though. <laughs> it was Dave Mara's uh nope. Dave Mara wasn't involved BMX at all, three. actually. Oh, no, he was for a little while. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, so to tell this story to the audience, a friend of ours bought a copy of BMX Triple X and then Randy, like the gamer he truly is, I had went to online know. and looked up cheats to unlock all the stripper videos. Yeah, and I did. I did. <laughs> you probably just look it up online. Yeah, because apparently internet porn too high risk. No, we had to see that through the glorious HD GameCube adapter. Actually, I don't know if those videos are archived online. I mean, there's you can, other porn online, but... You could be the one, dude. And then you could yeah. do it with your copy of the guy game that you totally bought. I don't have that game. I looked it up the other day. It's very expensive. <laughs> I told you it was. Um, all right, now we're going to play a new game. You mentioned the ballooning size of developers and games now. Yeah. So I found a tweet where they listed, like, the last four biggins and how many developers worked on each. So I'm going to go down ah, the list, and okay. you're going to guess, you guys are going to guess how many people worked on the game that I mentioned. Oh, okay? boy. Boom, here we go. Pornhub.com, BMX, XXX, Family Videos. Wait, actually... <laughs> Uh, I just hope nobody walks in while I'm recording and <laughs> Pornhub up on one screen, Audacity on the other. <laughs> yeah, just recording yourself. Okay, first, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. I gotta mute myself. I'll be back. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I'll, it's okay. Just keep going. <laughs> I 
I'm just kidding. I'm just okay. kidding. That was a jerk off joke. It was for everybody out there. <laughs> How, I know like, I got it. The, the crew size of, of ghosts. Yeah. Amount of developers in the credits. Twenty five hundred. No. More or less. Less. Fifteen hundred. More. Two thousand. Less. Eighteen. Oh, you're so close. Hundred and one. I don't know. Seventeen hundred. Okay. Well, sixteen ninety seven plus a hundred people were thanked. Okay. I started with Ubisoft numbers first. I guess that's. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> Next up, we have Last of Us Part Two. Hmm. I'm gonna go back to my twenty five hundred. And... and this is the Chris. You can jump in here too. But the rule: I'm gonna okay. give you one one guess. Then then I'm gonna say higher or lower, and then you get a second guess. I wonder who has the biggest. Does this it's include, probably if we're talking about Last of Us Two? Does this include the amount of people that were thrown into a metal grinder and pressed into paste to feed the other people who were being uh, <laughs> that's what while the, they developed the game? That's what the thanks section is for. Yeah, they got the idea okay, from Red okay. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, I'm gonna go back to no twenty four hundred lower. Really, twenty two. Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty one sixty eight plus right. one hundred and sixty three people thanked. Jeez. A Next. lot of these games I'm going to talk about today are like 20 people or something. Next up, Modern Warfare. Oh, Jesus. Now we're getting into the multi-studio games. Yeah, that's a hard one. Did that game have two or three developers? I believe it's four. Oh, well, they have this the, the teams it's, that It's help, uh, Infinity like... Ward plus Treyarch, <laughs> Binox, High Moon. Right, Binox. And Sledgehammer. That might be five, actually. Yeah. I thought Sledgehammer was... They were, and then they got fired. Right. Okay. Well, they didn't get fired. They got They were, like, dissolved off. into a support No, they studio, still maybe? exist, but they got kicked off of uh, Cold War. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right, because the rotation would have... They would have yeah. served to be the next... 2,600. Higher. 2,800. Higher. 3,000? Okay. <laughs> Chris, you have any guesses? Jesus. Uh, 4,000. Lower. Uh, what's lower than 4,000? 5,000? <laughs> like, we're getting up there. How many people work for Riot? Like, Jesus. Final answer. Yeah, it must be everybody. 3262 <laughs> plus 66 people thanked. Less people thanked. Yeah, not a lot. But double the amount of people. Because I was about to Shishima. make a joke. If you go through that credits, we're there somewhere. But And finally, the granddaddy of them all. Is this Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> 10,000. <000. laughs> it feels like it with how long their fucking credits are. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> what six 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 thousand wait now you're talking multi-country studios yes. like yeah. everybody from ubisoft morocco and ubisoft whatever that ubisoft Sudan. small island <laughs> the oil that's, rig, a tough, but that's a tough joke to make to find a, a weird city that ubisoft i know there are game studios ubisoft, in morocco ubisoft singapore shit that exists <laughs> ubisoft kiev fuck <laughs> I'm going to say 33, higher. You know what? I think it's a trick question. Four people worked on... (laughs) Um, You're right if you times that by a thousand and then add another 400. Jesus Christ. That's a lot. 4,410 with an additional 172 people thanked. Jeez. That's games now, huh? That's I guess it really is because that which one's that Odyssey? There were less people in the actual Greek army at that time than it took to make the game Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There's probably less people that worked on the fucking end game. That's very fair. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I think we ended up working on that game at some point, right? Yeah, I actually wrote it. <laughs> so uh-huh. very disappointed. Yeah, you, you could have done better. <laughs> 
You didn't play Odyssey. Could have uh, the best story. Oh, I thought you were talking about Valhalla. No, Valhalla's not out yet. Red Dead had an amazing story. How many people do you think worked on Red Dead Redemption 2? Who's actually on the credits? Yes. 4,000 and... I'm going to say 4,700? 4,500? No. Two. So it's less people than Assassin's Creed. The Housers. It's 4,135, but Hmm. 3,186 thank you credits. Okay. So for a total of 7,300 people. (laughs) Well, we're going to scale things way back uh, now for the the rest of this. (laughs) We're going to funnel it into our humble beginnings, kind of. Acclaim Entertainment was founded out of an Oyster Bay storefront in Glenclove, New York, 33 years ago. This is uh, 1987. It was formed by ex-Activision employees Jim Skoropolsky, Rob Holmes, and Greg Fishbach, the latter of whom would be CEO. The three had all left their previous employer due to disagreements and disappointments on the creative side. After all, this wasn't long past the video game collapse of 83, wherein the future Call of Duty guys had yet to have their resurgence. Activision is heavily credited for being kind of like the first major third party. Now, they Mm, each... Did pursue other ventures first until then meeting back up once again a couple years later to get right back into games, a business they uh, all of which, of course, enjoyed and had experience in. Fishbach was recently left unemployed by RCA Records. Dude, while... I, I call BS. Nobody ever enjoyed working in the video game industry. <laughs> oh, back then. I don't know. When you think about the like Atari days, who was the cocaine and hot tubs people reference? Steve Jobs worked for Atari. <laughs> <laughs> it was in that Adam uh, that uh, Ashton Kutcher movie. Damn, now I can't think of him. You ever see that? Steve Jobs, the movie? It's good. You quoted that Steve Jobs movie, but not the other one? They only made one. What other uh, one? Nolan Bushnell. I didn't even have to look it up. I remember. The inventor of Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that is yeah, true. <laughs> that dude just knocked out of the park with his businesses. They're all still around today. It's great. <laughs> so Skoropolsky was, uh, at this point in time, he was running a sales repping company, but seemed enthusiastic at the investment. A call to Holmes was made and a claim was born. The name itself being specifically chosen in order to be alphabetically above not only Activision in any uh, industry list or phone book, but also another company made up of ex-Activision people called Accolade, the folks behind the Bubsy <laughs> titles. Many learned of this simple trend when All hearing right. the uh, tactic was previously used by Apple as well as Activision themselves and since Activision was originally formed from uh, ex-Atari members. Right. So everybody just kept choosing A names like Jeez. to be higher yeah. up I'm in the make, shit I'm gonna make it my entire life. It's I would make so a game stupid. company called ah. <laughs> I mean there is Wait. that fucking Steam game called that where it, it shows true. up at the top of your two questions. Library. Uh yeah. number one well question and statement. Mm-hmm. Question I think you'll probably get to this, but isn't Acclaim technically not above Activision? Isn't it AKK? No, it's two Cs. You're fucking with me. <laughs> Is this yeah, one not. of those Streisand things or whatever? <laughs> no, not Streisand. Uh, the Mandela effect or whatever. <laughs> it's their their logo. It's the, Their logo looks... It looks like K's, but it's it, not. Yes. <laughs> it's two Cs. It's just they, they're very, like, very sharp corners on those Cs. You fuck, you're fucking... <laughs> How is that a C? <laughs> In what world? <laughs> no, in, in Activision's world, it's a C. You just don't understand, man. If you Google a claim with Ks, it works. 
Well, that just means they get to be in the phone book twice. Sure. <laughs> also, it, it literally works. Are you <laughs> well, it's, it says acclaim entertainment with C's on Wikipedia, but yeah. it, it doesn't say, did you mean acclaim with C's? It just shows you acclaim. So <laughs> that's how much of a problem it is. You had me second guessing myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Also, after all this research, <laughs> also, statement how dare you come after the Bubsy people? <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person to go to bat for <laughs> They've never somebody done it. They're trying their hardest, okay? I don't know if they it's, are. It's <laughs> not easy to make a 3D platformer. <laughs> their 2D ones aren't good either. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they opened an office. They had their connections. The arcade scene was still doing well. All while Nintendo and Sega were bringing console gaming back to the house with a boom. It seemed like a no-brainer here to continue that work of uniting those markets together with ports of the most popular cabinets. You know, the coming to your home. <laughs> NES versions of Donkey Kong and Tetris were raking in quite the sales numbers, similar to what Space Invaders and Pong did for the Atari 2600 a decade prior. Also, for more Tetris, uh, you know where to go. <laughs> where? Where yeah, do I go? You can just look it up. Wikipedia.com. Oh, no. <laughs> you can just, if, if you want to find just, out about uh, Tetris. Just posted that in the... Just a screenshot <laughs> of Bubsy 3D. 3D. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, what so a game. remember, the initial mission of Acclaim was just to exclusively publish, not to actually program. This meant that port work, localizing, or even funding development later on would all be farmed out to other studios. The first game to hit shelves under their label was an NES edition of the Japanese arcade shoot-em-up Tiger Heli, originally put out in Japan by Taito in 1985 and made its way here to our Nintendo platform through our dudes by fall of 87 the same year they opened their doors. Not bad. Mm -hmm. um, they also went on to assist in passing the title along to Europe sometime after as well, and both these releases went on to sell over a million units total. Like, not bad at all. It didn't take long after this for them to get into the game of putting things out attached to various major licenses. Almost anything based on a movie, TV show, or comic during this time would have a video game attached with it, and more often than not, it was a claim at the helm. I was going to say, they did all the Simpsons games. They did, and that was a big get for them. We'll yeah. get into that. A bunch that. of Spider-Man games, too. Yeah, Rambo, Knight Rider. Venom, Spider-Man, <laughs> Separation Anxiety. That <laughs> fucking game. I have like a vivid memory really? of playing that, and I was like looking through the acclaim shit and I was like, holy shit. I just didn't, I didn't care who made games in the 90s. <laughs> we're actually still in the 80s at this point. Or no, actually, yeah, we're about 1990 because it's yeah. like. Well, no, the Spider Man game came out in the 90s. That's why I was saying. Oh, no, that. totally. But it's funny because I'm looking yeah. at their, their first few kind of IPs and like Knight Rider is a very 80s thing, but Total Recalls in here. And that, I'm pretty sure that was early 90s. And they were even one of the first to partner with the uh, WWF Foundation. Not the other one you're thinking. <laughs> the World Wildlife Fund? <laughs> and that relationship went on for a few years, too. Oh, here we go. Yeah, by 1990, they had already formed bonds with Tons of other famous game companies. Rare, Square, Atlas, Technos, HAL Laboratories of Smash Brothers fame. Arcade ports continued with stuff like NARC and the Double Dragon titles, while the brand names they collected got even bigger. All of the early Simpsons games that you, uh, you mentioned, Austin, that my roommate just bought and that are all fucking impossible were all through them. They soon then branched out beyond just the NES and Game Boy with their version of Populous for the new Super NES. Smash TV was uh, also them. Things were running fairly smoothly until a couple years later, in 1993, they would see their biggest launch yet. 
previous hot button staple, Mortal Kombat 1, was ready to occupy living rooms and kids' hands everywhere. After fighting off various attacks from advocacy groups, the ESRB would make its entrance, and the controversial arcade fighter would explode up the uh, fucking sales charts. Like, that was real big. Never um, heard of it. It ripped the fucking sales chart spines <laughs> out and spit on them. Was that Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Is that of a C or a K? <laughs> that is that is two that is two C's actually. Yeah. Shit, really? Yeah, you got it it's wrong. Mortal C C O M B A T. The logo is so deceptive. <laughs> so and if it does look like just one single K, but it isn't. Just Google it. <laughs> so again, yes, yeah, like sales are looking good. Acclaim was uh, riding pretty high around this time. And the uh, aforementioned Midway proved to be their closest friend in having them do so initially, prior to them publishing themselves anyway. But yeah, home editions of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz only Hell brought yeah. them oh, NBA Jam, closer geez. to the top of the third-party publishing ladder. Blitz rules. Yeah, oh yeah. I couldn't give a shit about football, and that game was a blast. <laughs> Dude, what a year. Uh, <laughs> what are you looking at? 1994. 93? Oh, 94. 94. You got NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat 2... Virtual oh, yeah. Bart, Spider-Man and Venom <laughs> yeah. in Maximum Carnage, WWF Raw, Maximum Carnage, Ugh. and Itchy and Scratchy Miniature Golf Madness. <laughs> so. But you're not wrong. Things seemed pretty promising, like for especially a company of their size. But like all the stuff with like Midway, though, like that only made other IPs want to get in on the success as well. They soon had, like Chris mentioned, Spider-Man, Batman, South Park, X-Men, fucking Space... Dude, the fucking South Park <laughs> like, games. Space I, Jam. Like, I vividly remember playing them on N64 at my cousin's house. The, which they one? The, the so Quake? The, the Quake shooter yeah. one? or the? Yeah, I still have that. I found my copy of that the other day. Because <laughs> there, there was a racing one, the rally, and then there was their weird Mario Party. Oh yeah, Chef's yeah. Love, Chef's Love Shack. Shack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the best one. <laughs> they also did did Street Fighter the movie the game? Oh my god. Was that a PS1 launch game, I think? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, you forgot one very important uh, IP that they got a hold of. I already said Space Jam. You already got you forgot two actually. <laughs> Okay. You didn't say, oh man, there's so many. Holy shit. Well, make sure you don't go too uh, <laughs> too far into the future. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll let you get to Cool Spot on your own. <laughs> cool Spot's not in my script. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> that was a reskin, I think, of a different game, wasn't it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Mm. Would have been shit without Cool Spot. I don't think I've ever even seen you drink a 7-Up. <sighs> I'm going to go get one right now. <laughs> hey, hey, they taste like shit. Don't waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, all right, picture this. Ready? Yeah. What if it was Sprite? But worse. 7-Up. <laughs> oh, Sierra uh, Mist. Yeah, oh, wait, no, that's Mountain Dew. If you're listening to me, who, who does 7-Up? Canada Dry, Dr. Pepper, whatever company yeah, they call I themselves. I don't know. You can steal that slogan. <laughs> you can get, like, off-brand LeBron James to promote you since he does Sprite. <laughs> how are you going to like name Dwight something, Howard or something? a country, and then the word dry, and be like, drink this? I really don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know. You remember DNL? Thirsty? No. Have a dry. You don't remember oh, DNL? No. Chris, you remember DNL? What's that? DNL. DNL? Are you, What's that in action? I want, you to, yeah. I, want you to, I want you to go on this are journey. Are you trying to activate some sort of sleeper agent right now? I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> just, Chris just stands up and starts murdering everybody in this house. Um, no. I want you to do a little, little thought experiment here. Close your eyes. Do I have to? Yeah. Oh. And picture the 7-Up logo. <laughs> okay. 7-U-P. Now flip it upside down. Oh my god. Whoa. 
There was a version of Seven Up called DNL that was just Seven Up but sweeter yeah, in the 90s. They pre-shook the cans up and, and the stocked them upside is, down. Turn your thirst upside down, and the word "down" is upside down. It's better than your thirst being dry, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so it looks like it says, "Turn your thirst, turn your thirst upside, you mop." Just so you know. If it's not evident by what we're uh, saying, not all these games were good, but whatever, it was theirs. They began to publish on the PlayStation, the Genesis. That is their logo. Mm-hmm. Wow. That I thought there would be a little bit more sorcery and nope. and that uh, like a, a bit more craft and. <laughs> Sorry, get back to talking about video games. I'm gonna order a case of DNL on God eBay. Uh, so I was saying that they began to publish on Genesis, PlayStation, and bring more Japanese exclusive stuff over to the West, such as uh, Busta Move. By 95, they saw over 585 million in profit. That meant that it was o- overdue to start acquiring some shit, build themselves up more so they could have their own original releases. You know, don't have to pay license holders anymore for Cool Spot or. Whatever. You can just mention Cool Spot. That was the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, Cool Spot probably costs more than X Men and Batman. Yeah. Spider-Man. That's probably got to be the bad Italian accent budget alone from Assassin's Creed 2. It's got <laughs> just 500 million. Can yeah. you believe that? I mean, it's funny because it's like you think the Simpsons fucking IP at that point would have been the most expensive. Like, over Holy Batman, shit. though? I, I guess this is post. Because they literally made the movies. Batman Forever game for they the did. movie. Yeah. The best Batman movie. You don't think the Shadow Man IP? <laughs> no, the best first... Batman movie is Lego Batman. I think it's uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for for more. So, okay. That was the first Batman movie I saw. I've never seen the 89 Batman. I've never seen Batman Forever. Really? The first one I saw was Batman and Robin. Is that the one with Mr. Freeze? Yes. Where he's like, nice yep. to meet you and stuff. And Poison Ivy and the nipples. And- Hell yeah, dude. And then after that, it was all downhill <laughs> for Batman. Well, Robert Pattinson's going to come back and fix it mm-hmm. all. Just, just ni- for you. Does he got nipples in that movie, though? I mean, I, I assume Robert Pattinson has nipples. I don't know if you'll see them. but Don't assume anything. You know what they say about assuming stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but the, here was when they purchased Sculptured Software, Probe Entertainment, make your jokes now, and another hot button covered group probe? called Iguana Entertainment. The company run by the frat bro programmer himself, Mr. Jeff Spanglenberg. That was a real tongue twister there. It really was. Frat bro programmer. Say that five times fast. No, I already had <laughs> I already had to have Jason edit on a previous take of that. <laughs> and even Jeff's last name, I fuck up too. Spangenberg. I get it. I think I added an L what in there. What an appropriate accident. last name for a person. It's for for that person, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, for more on him, please check out our episode on the guy game. Probably one of my favorites ever. That story is so yeah. so dark. That, that game is one of his favorites. No, you heard it, her first. Randy's favorite game is the guy game. I love thinking about the and you love all idiot the, wrecking the his Ferraris. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you played the whole game. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of these studios, by the way, would later become full subsidiaries of Acclaim, including Iguana, which was later just simply known as Acclaim Studios. This was where their venture into motion capture would begin as well, with their format still being used by other engineers in the field today. I'll also get back to them in a second. That same year, they bought Valiant Comics, a comic book publisher in New York City that was founded in 1989 by former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief Jim Shooter. 
The reason for this deal was so that they could do two specific things. Reason one was so they could print official booklets and strategy guides for their titles themselves. Remember those? <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, reason two was that they would now own the rights to Valiant's characters for both games based off their properties and new crossover projects could arise. The first and most famous attempt at this was Iguana's line of Turok games, a franchise controlled by them and no one else. Now, was, I, uh, was Turok a comic? It was done in partnership with Valiant, but I don't... Like, they kind of conceptually came up with the characters right, okay. in the world. But there probably were Turok comics, at least for the 2008 release, I assume. You're telling me that this random comic company in New York City invented dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Uh, yes. They don't yes, get they enough did. credit, in my was, opinion. What was first, Turok or Jurassic Park? Jurassic I'll pay Park. a developer to remake all of Horizon, but make it look like Turok Evolution. <laughs> And to answer your question, both the book and the movie predated. Well, not all the movies. The only one that matters. What book? The Turok book? No, the Jurassic Park book. Jurassic Park's a book? Yeah. It's written by the guy that wrote Twister, dude. Oh, right. We already went over Michael Crichton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For more on Michael and Crichton. Not pray. <laughs> no, for more on Michael Crichton, check out our um, Fallout. Oh, the Westworld yeah, thing. sorry. Uh, I was thinking of Michael Crichton's Prey, not... Uh, no, because Michael Crichton wrote Prey. the Westworld book. He did. He also he also wrote BM, BMX. <laughs> that was based off of a Michael Crichton book. That's a little people... It's a little known uh, fact. Yeah, it was okay. a passion project. He always wanted to... It was. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> he, was trying to get, he was trying to battle with uh, St- Stephen King's MLB XXX, which was an <laughs> unsuccessful book of his. That never that got turned into a bad movie, and so <laughs> who put that out? Like uh, the Weinstein Company? I'd... Whoa, too soon, dude. <laughs> yeah. Now I believe this already came up enough in the Guy Game episode, but just to summarize it up, Turok did well for them on the newly released uh, Nintendo 64, especially that first debut before Goldeneye fucking kicked its ass a year later. But that series had its fans. What? They reviewed and sold well enough, and it strengthened their already close relationship with Nintendo of America. I had to shoot through that as quick as possible so you wouldn't make fun of Goldeneye. Their second Valiant Acclaim collabo was Dude, a game... You're pronouncing Valorant wrong. <laughs> I, I, you know what the fucked up thing is? <laughs> I, I've literally... <laughs> that, that's what I, I can, keep second guessing after I, I say I can tell it. you're struggling with the word Valiant because of fucking Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> but the pair of companies, their next game was called Shadow Man in 1999, a third-person action-adventure shooter aimed at the same edgy and more mature demographic that Turok was. This was also their largest budget title yet, with launches set on the N64, PlayStation 1, Dreamcast, and PC. I'm afraid I have no experience with this one. I'm not sure about you guys. But it's said to have scored... What, Shadow Man? Yeah, Shadow Man. It's said to have scored, like, Skull. decent reviews. Skulls. I'm, I'm sure there's skulls. Yeah, I, I think, bet there's skulls. I think I might have already... It performed well enough for the to continue that IP forward. I think I might have already talked about this. Was was that, was that the game that was adults only? No, that's Thrill Kill. Oh, no. Or Man on 2. No, it wasn't Shadow Man. Very few games have had to face that rating head on. Um, mm. I don't know if this one had a comic book counterpart either. It might. This yes, one actually. It did. Yeah, this yeah. one. I, yeah, because I was gonna say this one. I think did because I, I wasn't sure if Turok did, but I remember when I was looking this up, seeing Shadow Man comics, but I didn't know if they were like fan stuff. It's hard to tell <laughs> online these days. Yeah, big community out there, Shadow Man fans. Hey, I don't know. Could have been cool. <laughs> I might have been into it back then. This looks like the Spawn era. 
like aesthetically that's what I would yeah. like I would compare it to otherwise around this time from them there were the extreme G games futuristic battle racers that were pretty cool not F0 or even wipeout cool though it's at a respectable third place there speaking of racing titles there was Revolt the one with the little remote control cars there was Scorcher some NHL games another iguana joint called Forsaken I don't know if anybody remembers that one outside of its weird fucking box art <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, Forsaken. Forsaken. Forsaken, I remember. Forsaken. Yeah, look up the look up the box art real quick. I just want to see. It's not even on my claims game <laughs> list I have up here. Really? Maybe yeah. I missed it. Was the one that looked like a Guns N' Roses album. Yes, yeah, yeah. with the tear and the, ta- the tattoo on that lady's cheek. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because yeah, it's, not... it's a shoot. It's like it's an FPS. But I don't <laughs> Very bizarre. He plays Axl Rose. Not that I know of. Oh, Though if, if if you get to no, no I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> Do you think this is what they named Destiny's uh, Destiny yeah. Two's uh-huh. uh, DLC after? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I thought that game Armorines had its moment. Project Swarm that was also with uh, Valiant. You had <laughs> our friend Conroy brought this up uh, yesterday with uh, Iggy's Wrecking Balls. Mm-hmm. That thing, <laughs> that, that, that thing was odd but fun. Bizarre Creations Fur Fighters was around here too. Mm-hmm. Some Mary Kate Nashley shit. Keep those in mind for later. But enough about all that. Let's get into the downfall a little bit. That way we can uh, get to the funny stuff sooner. And trust me, some of it is real fucking funny. <laughs> Shit. That's the funny alarm. <laughs> it's time for some funnies. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you want to know the sad thing is that's the alarm in my phone because it's the only time of the week I can access my unemployment. Eh? You're right. That is funny. <laughs> that is, yeah. yeah. That is, what is COVID's it? 13, leaving me 13 out of million? <laughs> so the first blow actually had to do with that wrestling uh, partnership I brought up earlier. After two later entries in the WWF series on the N64 and PS1 failed to meet the same expectations set by their predecessors, the Foundation unexpectedly and hastily decided to abstain from renewing their contract with the claim and instead defected to competitor THQ for all future titles. Mm-hmm. Or at least um, until, what is it, they went under like a decade or so later. Yeah, THQ Not made the good ones. Not after putting out some beautiful games. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was here that a claim then chose to pick up the license to the Extreme Championship Wrestling Organization to make up for it, except the ECW would see bankruptcy by 2001, folding before getting to pay back the money owed to Acclaim for the three products put out under their banner. For the first time, they were starting to see the losses, and at the beginning of the new generation of platforms with the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. That's not to say there weren't still without hits here and there. The NFL quarterback series was performing well, along with their home ports of Crazy Taxi and launch of the new Burnout series with 1 and 2, Point of Impact. Not to mention their dive into the rising world of extreme sports stuff with Aggressive Inline and the Dave Mara games. Definitely more on that in a few minutes that uh, I think I mentioned earlier we'll, we'll get back to. Alright, so this is where things are going to uh, get... Um, I'm just going to let you guys uh, hear for yourselves. Now, Acclaim really thrived during the Attitude Era of the 90s, right? So what better way to pull themselves out of the downward spiral they were in than by throwing several different highly questionable marketing promotions to win back the hearts and minds of those looking to publish elsewhere. Any publicity is good publicity. eh? (laughs) Gamers would think it was cool. Of course, there uh, would be too much red tape here in the old US of A. The UK, though, they'd be chill. 
chillest people around out here. Who, Europe? <laughs> yeah, I've never done anything wrong over there. So, <laughs> so stunt number one. In an effort to build awareness of Shadow Man's sequel, sublabeled Second Coming with a 2 instead of an S, those in charge cool. hatched the brilliantly fucking tasteless idea to advertise on gravestones. Except, these were real gravestones, and there was a catch. If you were unfortunate enough to lose a loved one during the contest time, or lucky enough, depending on how much of a Shadow Man fan you were, you could, comm- you could commiserate that person forever by having the space next to their tombstone engraving shared with a tacky ad for the much less well-received follow-up but a claim would pay for the entire funeral as well as some extra cost to the deceased relatives people were clearly upset at the whole idea more so after when publisher representatives stated that quote poor families might be especially interested honestly that sounds like a dynamite well i mean here's the thing it's like we do that nowadays like that whole industry is also a horrible racket, one that exploits those grieving. So who's to say, like, what's more fucked up here? Oh, the funeral industry. <laughs> yeah. Between the funeral industry and the video game industry, the funeral industry is more right. fucked up. Yeah, fair for enough. Sure. Yeah. I also could not find any solid evidence of anyone taking them up on the offer. I would have. <laughs> I would have gladly had Shadow Man on my tombstone if nobody had to pay those fucking crooks. Yeah. And then, you, and then you just go, acclaim's paying for it. And then you get like the Lexus of, ca- of caskets or whatever, <laughs> the one that has like built-in Bluetooth or whatever. I don't know what they do now. Yeah, the camera inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can see the body decay on a webcam in real time. Stunt number two, leading up to the release of Turok Evolution, as Chris brought up earlier, higher-ups thought it might be cheeky to host a little promise to those looking forward to the series jump to new hardware. The promise being that if any soon-to-be parents in the nation were to name their just-born child Torok, they would receive 6,000 pounds, or about 10 grand in Freedom Bucks, not unlike what Bethesda would do years later to promote Elder Scrolls V by having your newborn named Dovahkin after the protagonist in the upcoming Skyrim. The problem, outside of being stupid, was that those who committed to the name would just change it later after being granted the cash. Reportedly, some of the folks who participated were even said to be actors just trying to take advantage of the deal. <laughs> Imagine a kid named Torok. Better than no. Dovahkin, I think. I'm going to name my kids Cyrodiil. <laughs> Never gonna, that was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> Almost two years ago, I think. God. <laughs> oh, and when called out for the pitch, Acclaim cited that they had gotten the idea from Dr. Simone Central of Australia's Marketing Science Center, whatever the fuck that is, who authored the book Market Their Pants Off. Although that author, of course, didn't exist. And when the ISBN number of the said novel turned out to actually be a book of knock-knock jokes instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much better. Yeah, so who would the last laugh really? I love a claim. (laughs) Bunch of jokesters. All right. Well, Honestly, get, none of this sounds bad. Well, it gets better. All Name right. your baby Turok or we'll, and we'll pay for your funeral. That yeah. all sounds like dope. 
A dope idea. Can I I view that? So stunt number three, and by far my favorite. Oh, God. For whatever reason, executives at Acclaim came up with the totally not legal promotion in association with their second burnout game that the company would reimburse any motorist in the United Kingdom who's willing to traffic (laughs) drugs at high speeds across Europe. (laughs) No, that's smugglers. As long as you put an Acclaim logo on your windshield. (laughs) That's smugglers run. But for any speeding tickets that they get during the designated days up to the game's launch. Eh? What, they would pay for them? Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, right up till it's release day. It all works together. You have a kid named Turok. Follow me through on this. Yeah. You have a kid, you name him Turok. And then you go, ooh, that was a mistake. So then you high speed down the highway. (laughs) They pay for all your failed attempts and then eventually (laughs) you you get into a fatal accident and then they pay for your funeral. Yeah. It really does come full circle when you mention it. This is a real socialist company we got going on here. (laughs) Now, this obviously not only encouraged extremely unsafe driving, but was promptly shut down when the government discovered it. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Now, we all know that speed limits are just put in place so that the higher-ups in the country <laughs> can oppress the working class. Yeah. We all know they're fake. Keep they're made people up. complacent they with don't low actually keep people safe. Speed limits. They're just used to rake more money out of the poor to fund tax cuts for billionaires. That is true. So now they're fighting for us. Yeah, they're Man, fighting the power. That's a, what I'm saying. A claim might they're be fighting the, best the funeral industry, ever. the baby naming industry, and the government. <laughs> My three least favorite things. <laughs> Baby naming industry. That is something Austin says. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. says, It's on his shirt. Says, Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's time for the funnies. <laughs> Sorry. I turned it off for good this time. What do you got? What do you got, Randall? <laughs> yeah, it's a joke all alarm. Right. Well, unfortunately, this one isn't funny at all. This oh, is probably no. the worst thing they've done. So this is stunt number. Wait, hold on. I didn't get to carry on my joke, which oh, is Austin right, saying, Fuck you, pharmaceutical company, for overcharging my medication. I'm mad at the baby naming industry first. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> true <laughs> all right so stunt number four my least favorite while running a campaign for sega's virtua tennis 2 okay. pr workers decided to spray paint the game's logo onto the wings of live pigeons for them to be set free during televised tennis matches this form of blatant animal cruelty rightfully didn't set well with uh, anyone and was quickly discontinued my fourth least favorite thing dude pigeons <laughs> they got them all covered also like Pigeons flap their wings pretty quickly, right? Yeah, it seems like a hard job uh, to what try and... What are you getting at here? Uh, uh, <laughs> like, you're saying that they would s- flap the paint off? No, who's going to see the logo? I guess if the, oh, pigeon, uh, yeah. if the pigeon like sits on the net, but then it gets hit with a ball, and then it's a whole mess. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like yeah, even if you pigeons. were in the stands for that, I don't think you could tell. You would just think that pigeon had like... Yeah, if only there was weird was going on. If only there was like some space around the tennis court that you could rent and put the logo there instead. Or a hundred other normal (laughs) ways. That was probably more expensive. Like, well, we could all wear these t shirts or we could all hold up signs whenever there's like a point scored in advertising game, or we could spray paint pigeons. And some guy just bullets for the Some guy just did an entire fishbowl full of coke and went, the pigeon one. And last but not least, stunt number five. This one being the most to elaborate on. And so I know we've we've already brought it up multiple times, <laughs> bearing the lead a bit, not just in our intro, but 
it, it, Stunt 5 is essentially all of what BMX XXX was. Originally developed as Dave Mara's... six stunts. <laughs> originally developed as Dave Mara's Freestyle BMX 3, the game was pretty much fully retooled as a raunchy sex comedy piece and a pathetic attempt to put copies in consoles upon those on the publishing branch seeing what an extremely subpar product it was turning out to be, like, during development. So, in a plea to salvage money and time that was already invested, the team went back and added a bunch of vulgarities, partnered with Score Strip Club in Manhattan, and inserted naked women, both in polygonal and full-motion video form, in hopes of mustering up publicity that would, in turn, become higher sales numbers. Mm-hmm. The issue with that, besides it being asinine, was that they were still using Dave Mara's name from the previous entries. Of course, when he found out about the change, as a dad of two daughters, he wasn't too happy. Not that you would need two daughters to see how uh, dumb and gross it all is, but... Yeah, you don't have two daughters. You never played it, right? (laughs) He not only... He not only refused to endorse the game anymore, but then also took legal action in removing his likeness from BMX X. Note, he won. And that he would no longer be affiliated with any projects under a claim in the future, which he wasn't. Rest in peace, Dave. So we did uh, we did play this game recently, as Austin uh, brought up. It's very good. Before. Through the GCHD, of course, as the GameCube version is shockingly the most uncensored. Those wussies over at Sony would have really upset Jeff Spangenberg or whatever with their less dirty PS2 edition. But yeah, it's bad. It's it's real bad. It reviewed poorly and sold even worse. Not the worst soundtrack, though, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's and, got uh, Take Back Sunday on it. It did. And uh, it's, isn't it like Green Day and No Doubt and stuff? It was weird. Yeah, it was like whoever picked the soundtrack for that game clearly just looked at song titles. Song titles, yeah, because it, it was like yeah. "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Motley Crue. I think Ner- then, it was uh, "Lap Dance" by Yeah, "Lap Dance" Nerd. by Nerd. Yeah, and then <laughs> hold on, it's very obvious. <laughs> Also, uh, I should say, Europe didn't care about the sexy stuff in it at all. Like, their tactic barely garnered any attention there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then cute without the E. That's what it was. was Yeah, that was the Taking Back Sunday song. What? What? Very sexy song. Also down by 311. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh To be fair, that that is a strip club song. Yeah? How do Mm -hmm. you know that? What, cute without the E? (laughs) Because I played BMX Triple X. Oh. Good to know all those scores Paul, videos are backed Paul's, up on Pornhub, by the way, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a link if you guys want it. Uh, Do you think that place is still open? Scores? What, scores? Yeah. Yes, uh, and successfully. Oh, really? we, looked, we, looked, we looked it up when we played we? the game. Yeah, I think the guy who owned it when BMX Triple X came out may have been indicted for some crime. Oh, God. Oh, and okay. then it, it, but it was so popular figures, that it yeah. got sold to... Uh, there I'm is assuming still another criminal operating in Baltimore right now. Okay, I know there is. Is there someone in Philly there? AC. <laughs> yeah, you're from there. <laughs> Baltimore, not the strip club. Yes. Uh, one thing we should point out though is that those FMV videos are kind of undeniably hilarious. Where there's like a a bike on stage. There's like a BMX bike, on the, <laughs> on the, and the, and these like women, these poor women, they, they don't really know what to do with the bike. Like what they're like. It's, yeah. it's so awkward. 
It's very <laughs> awkward and they look very uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of lawsuits, Mira wasn't the only one to come after our boys at Acclaim. A year later in 2004, all these disastrous stunts were between uh, 02 and 03, by the way. Mary Kate and Ashley would sue over unpaid royalties from their games. The amount, according to the Los Angeles Times, was initially just a measly $177,996.32. That is, until you add interest and further damages. It's unclear what Acclaim had to pay in the end. End, but rumor has it that it was much more than more than that when they lost. Mira's settlement alone was quoted as being around $20 million. Then upon mm. these losses, a suit was filed from their own investors who claimed that those in management at a claim had falsified financial information through misleading reports during the 03-04 fiscal quarters. A mere months after that, this was gone through thoroughly in the Guy Game episode, the Jeff man himself came back to pursue payment against his old bosses there in regards to his firing, as well as his uh, alleged tricking from Fishbach that caused him to purchase bad stock options that costed him over 20k. Uh, a claim lost this fight too. So with all of that, <laughs> divisions then uh, began to die out. Acclaim Studios, Sheltonham, Sheltonheim? Did you make that up? It sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were shut down. And uh, mm. Acclaim Studios Manchester was also shut down. I know where that is. They got a football team that's pretty big. <laughs> Many employees were unfortunately left unpaid due to the Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing. By August 24th, 2004, the company had closed all its remaining facilities. Projects like 100 Bullets were canceled midway through. So many bullets. <laughs> Workers in New York and Austin were completely let go. What? <laughs> Your days are numbered. you see my name? Total staff everywhere was said to be about 585 people worldwide, which is uh, it's funny. You, you... Which, as we know, is one-eighth of an Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, on September 1st, Chapter 7 bankruptcy was filed. Their last title released was a game for PC called Creed with a K. And what would have been their highest rated product ever saw its launch under Electronic Arts a week later with Burnout 3 Takedown. One of the best fucking games ever made. Attempts really, that was like developed under Acclaim. It was. It was like it began under Acclaim because Burnout One and Two were, and then yeah. it shifted to EA. And then EA just like published it. I, th I, they, I mean, you could tell that game is much larger budget than One and Two. Mm. So I think that happened probably relatively early in development, mm. where once they had access to that like more resources, then they were able to like integrate online and license all that music and stuff. But yeah, um, second best soundtrack after. <laughs> no, the Burnout 3 soundtrack still holds up. I don't know about much if uh, I could say the same about the BMX one, but um, attempts to reopen the... Yeah, end the podcast with... Uh, with Down? Inventing the wheel to run yourself over or whatever. Hell yeah. Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, that's in Rolls. Burnout. <laughs> attempts to reopen the Cheltenham and Manchester studios under the new name X-Claim failed. This was just a month after in October. Then in 05, many of Acclaim's former IPs were put up for sale and sold through auction to help pay off the insurmountable debt. The Dave Marin ATV games were acquired by Crave Entertainment. The in-development Juiced went to THQ and saw release. Same with Emergency Mayhem through Codemasters. Interview with a Made Man and the Red Star were purchased by former employees now working at XS Games. Later, Throwback Entertainment would buy more than 50 of Acclaim's properties, including 
including Revolt, Extreme G, Vex, and Fur Fighters. The headquarters was also sold. Even just a couple of years ago, Liquid Media Group would obtain the rest of the 65 titles not yet taken. Standouts like NBA Jam and the NFL Quarterback Club games were in here. Not that many of these acquisitions really led to anything significant. It wasn't exactly the most stellar library to begin profiting off of anymore, but but even the, you know, some of that cool stuff like we just never saw new entries or re- mm-hmm. you know or remasters or whatever. In August of 2005, a former executive from Activision named Howard Marks would twist the knife once more and buy the actual Acclaim name for $100,000. This then led him Oof. Yeah. This then led him forming Acclaim Games by early 06, except that venture into preteen multiplayer games apparently didn't go well, making the attempt to capitalize on the old brand Pretty much useless. Preteen um, multiplayer games? Yeah. What's that? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of what I would use to describe as one. Like it's Neopets? Like, it's like Roblox? The, it's like a Degrassi MMO? Uh, no, that's more teen. <laughs> I don't know about preteen, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You gotta get on that. Edit that out. We need to... That's that's money idea right there, baby. I don't think Drake will come back, Austin. No. <laughs> We will, we, will, we will if we tell him there's a copy of the guy game in it for him. <laughs> yeah. So then a month later in September, an official complaint was filed against the founders, holding them accountable for the losses and handling of the bankruptcies. $150 million in damages was sought after, although that still remains pending. All right, I got one more, and then we're out of the courts. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sued because they didn't go bankrupt right? Did I hear that? It, it, they you didn't can do that? Well, God, I fucking hate this country so much. <laughs> I mean, they screwed over a lot of people. I understand that, but like, hey, you don't have any money. You owe us $150 million. Like, where are you going to get it from? We don't own anything. Yeah, I can tell you. And even the the, the assets left they did have were were already all sold off. Like, no, you're not wrong. You go bankrupt right. Well, well, then uh, let me uh, tell you about this, though. Two years later, in 2007, as late as that, one of the numerous class action suits filed on behalf of their stockholders was finally won. This time, though, it was from a prior disagreement with one of their first studios, Sculptured Software, stating contract terms were violated when employees were laid off, thus losing their entire severance packages. That's more appropriate. Oh, it is. It's like, but again, I don't know how... You know, I don't know how much that actually really ended up being per like probably not worker. a lot. Yeah, right? in the end, <laughs> if it's anything like the class actions that we've gotten, <laughs> yeah, I got twelve dollars. I, I got one like eight copies of Madden. <laughs> I got one from a previous employer that ended up being like sixteen dollars. Yeah, because they stole your identity. No, they just destroyed everyone's credit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's PayPal that likes to Did steal that, my like, identity. Did that like eighteen dollars that TD. they sent you help restore your credit at all? It was sixteen. I think I got Taco Bell. Once. <laughs> did that? Uh, did that Taco Bell raise your credit score at all? <laughs> you know, I believe it didn't. But <laughs> oh man, I, I kept going there until the potatoes were gone. And what a shame! And my score still didn't go up. So there you have it. Fucking claim a once respected and loved team who threw a whirlwind of inhumane practices, stupid as fuck PR promotions, downright piss poor business decisions, and frankly, just some bad games are now dead and buried with dirt over their coffin. Would they have even 
made it, you know, through onto the next generation? Who knows? Probably not. Which does raise the question of why is it so difficult for companies of this size to really exist anymore with the industry being what it is now? This subject I do intend to go much deeper on, of course, when I cover uh, THQ and Midway in the future. But yeah, that's it. Uh, turns out you need more than just tight partnerships out of the gate to keep you rolling through each console cycle. Treat your workers better. Don't stretch your resources thin. And uh, especially when you don't have an endless amount of them to gamble with. Oh, and uh, try to refrain from spray painting animals. Seriously, that's just sick. <laughs> All of those things are required under capitalism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hate to break it to you. Well, not treating workers well, spray painting animals. What else? What else you say? Stretching your resources. Then. That actually does apply. Yeah. Well, so does the worker thing. Really, yeah. the, the animal one wasn't the one. <laughs> Unless you own a makeup company, I guess. Oh. I know. Sorry yeah. <laughs> to bring it there. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong, but that's yeah, that's that's what I got. <laughs> Beautiful. So you're yeah. telling me that the it's ACC. <laughs> yes. <L-A-L. laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wait till, right, I, wait till I, I tell you how THQ is spelled. That's really going to blow your mind. Whoa. <laughs> it's actually T-H and then Q-U-E. Um, oh, God. That would be fucked up, ain't it? But yeah. I'll to, I'll, please, I'm excited to listen don't. to this episode. <laughs> What's um, up? I'm excited to listen to this because you said A-C-C and then I checked out completely. I didn't listen to what you said. So. We talked about gravestones, boobs, and speeding oh, tickets. Oh, no. I came back in real quick to talk about uh, uh, okay. DNL and then checked back out again. <laughs> Yeah, is your case on the on the way? Tune in next week for my new Seven Up themed podcast, <laughs> where I put the Seven Up logo on its side and then try to read that as an English word, and that'll be the title. If you did notice, <laughs> I posted uh, I posted the uh, DNL logo upside down and backwards in our general chat. Uh, I did that up? on Paint. In th- uh, 13 seconds, stops. So that's how much work they put in. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> it literally took me no less than 13 seconds. All right. Oh, dude, we're going to get sued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now we don't need to do a podcast because we just invented 7 Up. <laughs> God, that's that's that, very profitable. That Bubsy picture. It's so. It's, like, that's why are his pupils going off in different directions? I don't know. You know. I will put Bubsy in the thumbnail, even no, though it's not. Yeah, I was going to say you got to put Cool Spot in the thumbnail. That's that's going to be the whole thumbnail. It's just going to be the DNL can, logo. Can you with use cool that spot. to censor the 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 writers from BMX? Cool Spot, yeah, sure. And you just put Cool Spot over the nipples. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a sc- it's going to be a yeah, screen cap, and then some of, gravestones in there, a burnout car crashing, and into it's a, be a screen cap of the Scores Manhattan video. But all the naughty bits are going to be censored out with DNL logos. <laughs> And then and somebody, this is a bit low res. somebody who just has it just says hi. My name is Torok. Like, is, <laughs> like is their name tag? Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. I gotta go buy some Seven Up. And then a bunch of pigeons and some acclaim games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yep. Well, plug time. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yes. This was a fun one. Yeah, and and I'll do more if you guys like failed companies doing stupid stuff. Oh boy, uh, do I! Yeah, there will be more of that to come. Cool, cool. Yeah. Are you going to talk about the, no shortage uh, of company doing companies gonna, doing stupid stuff? Are you going to talk about yeah, all the shitty ways? One more company doing stupid stuff, <laughs> especially in, in this. I was going to say, are you going to name all the shitty ways THQ has marketed to people over the years because they've done some stupid shit there? Oh yeah, as well. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks for listening. If you if your first episode, we we already named a whole bunch of episodes. I don't remember which ones. The guy game one came up. Yeah. The uh, ESRB one came up. That's mm-hmm. an oldie. And yeah. then uh, three parter. And then the the Westworld. Right. One came up. Uh, you can find all those and more at our website, hotbuttoncast.com. Yes. There's a search function. So you just go there and you just type cool spot in. Nothing will come up. <laughs> Not but yet. But whatever Soon. does come up, yeah. you just click on that and listen to that episode. Yeah. Or, you know, type in ESRB or any of the actual names of episodes. No, just type in video game. Start from there and then work your way down. Bet you that would work. <laughs> um, you can also find us on all the podcast services. Why do I always forget these? iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon. You say Spotify? Himalaya. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Are we really on there? I just said it. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Whatever follows the iTunes cool. RSS feed will have us, which is everything. Rate and review on iTunes because and tell us just how much you hate us, but give us five stars. <laughs> All right, they, but still uh, give us five iTunes, stars. Yeah. iTunes recently changed it, so if you hate somebody, you actually give them five stars. Yeah. Oh, uh, if that you is like true. them, you give them five stars. Yeah. You still give them five stars. Yes. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. There's actually, and if you give any less than five stars, they will delete your iPhone photos. <laughs> yeah. It's five star review bombing. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And if you're if you're real middling on it, then you give five stars. And if but uh, you write a comment that says, uh, "Ooh, you jackals" or whatever. And Five stars. If, if you want to wire us some money, we'll try and buy some acclaim properties. Yes, yeah. you know, the classic 2020 insult, you jackals. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much could Iggy's Wrecking Balls really cost? Probably not a lot. Yeah. You can also follow us on social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hot Button Cast. You can donate to the Indiegogo that we set up so we can finally buy Randy a copy of Guy Game that he's always wanted since he was a little boy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I was 15 when it came out. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Is that it? Is that everything? 14? We do have the soda um, YP. It's coming out. That's coming out. That's a bit of a cerebral joke. You have to flip those letters <laughs> around in your head. Soda YP? Like we're having our soda. The letters are YP. It's H and B. Upside down. Oh, button. shit. H B upside down is YP. That's crazy. But it's going to look like the Mountain Dew logo anyway. Yes. Well, yes, yeah. it will. That's it. All Thanks right. for listening. Yeah, let's go play and some cool out. spot. Yep. <laughs>